Welcome to Self-Compassionate Professor, a podcast helping academics and former academics to find wellness, meaning, purpose, and freedom in life and career. I'm Danielle Delamar. Glad you're here. Hello. What's going on, everyone? This is a super, super strange time. We are in the midst of coronavirus and, uh, while we haven't completely shut down in Denver, <laughs> we are largely shut down. And um, there's a lot of anxiety going on. Particularly, I'm noticing the anxiety that's going on within me. But I'm also hearing it from a lot of other people. Um, I'm seeing it on social media everywhere. <laughs> Lots of articles about how to not be so anxious. Um, this stuff is really hard. It's a, it's a weird, weird time. We don't know how this is going to end. It's really uncertain. But what I wanted to do today, and the, the title of this episode is How to Take a Self-Imposed Sabbatical Right Now. <laughs> and so uh, my guess is, and it's a pretty informed, uh, pretty well-educated guess, is that we need a sabbatical now. We all need a break from all the madness right now. And believe it or not, we are actually able to do that. It, it, it is possible. There are certain things we can do. So uh, that's what I want to talk about today. <clears throat> I'm going to start with a quote from The Slow Professor. This is the, the book by Maggie Berg and Barbara K. Sieber. And this is what they write. Academics are usually highly intrinsically motivated by their work. They believe they have worthwhile goals and the capacity to pursue them. But personal motivation is not enough. Environmental factors facilitate or interfere with creative thinking. We need then to protect a time and a place for timeless time. If we don't find timeless time, there is evidence that not only our work, but also our brains will suffer. What we need is engrossment, which mobilizes one's entire attention resources and physical energy toward only one stimulus, which is present moment activity. Okay, so yes, that's what we know we need, right? We need that, that sense of flow, the sense of engrossment, uh, which brings me to this question how much timeless time are you actually getting right now? It's laughable, right? Probably not much, um, particularly if you are faculty uh, that is not only trying to move your classes online, but also trying to, you know, homeschool your kids and juggle your work schedule with your spouse's schedule. Um, if you have young kids, right, like your your spouse or your partner is, is dealing with the kids while you work and then you switch off. And while your partner's working, you're spending time with the kids. And so there's like very little space for you to have this sort of timeless time. It's like, I get an hour and I gotta go. I gotta work now and get this done because I gotta be with the kids by noon or whatever it is. 
Um, and, and even if you don't have children, there's a lot, a lot going on, right? Navigating this sort of teaching chaos and, and what comes with, with this coronavirus stuff is, is students who are just not very present. They don't care about the content of your class anymore. They could give a shit, seriously. They don't care right now, right? Um, and so just sort of giving them that grace might be really hard for you, uh, particularly because you know you care about this content and, and you want them to care, but they're not gonna care right now. <laughs> So that's stressful. Uh, maybe you're helping take care of elderly parents or you're worried about your parents um, or other family members that might be uh, immunocompromised. And so I'm thinking of all of these things that are coming up and, and getting timeless time right now, like I said, seems really ridiculous. Um, but it is possible, and that's what I want to talk about in the episode. I want to teach you how to sort of <laughs> take a coronavirus sabbatical. We're just talking about how to slow down and chill out so that you can be happier and healthier as a person, but also a better person to those people around you, right? We need, with all this pandemic panic, we really, really, really need to have better teachers around us, better friends around us, and better family members, better better community members. We need you to be a better person, right? So that's what I'm gonna talk about today. Three things you can do to give yourself time and space to experience timeless time, which will then translate into you becoming a better person. So this is what you're going to be doing and I'll talk through all three of these things more here in a second but just a preview. One, I want you to look at your to-do list and I want you to cross out everything you possibly can. Everything. And that's the hardest step. Number two, have other people do the stuff you don't want to do. So you don't want to clean up the living room, your kids, you know, threw toys all over it for the, you know, 20th time today make them do it. That's just an example. So the third thing you're going to do, so you're going to cross things off your to-do list. If you can't cross things off your to-do list, you're going to make other people do the things that are on your to-do list. And if you can't, if you're not able to cross things out or you're not able to get other people to do them, you're going to make the experience of doing the actual task that is on your to-do list a little bit better. So my, uh, my mentor, Martha Beck, I went through Martha Beck's uh, life coach training. She talks about something called the three B's, which after I first learned about them, absolutely changed my life. And um, I actually started practicing them when I was still a professor. And actually I was going through the tenure process at the time. And it's funny because I submitted my narratives and my committee was like, wow, right? We had a teaching narrative and a research narrative and a service narrative. And my committee, <laughs> who were not like this during my two-year review and my four-year review, were like, wow, these narratives are really good. And they didn't make me do much, they, they didn't make me um, change much of anything. Um, and so this bag it better, or this bag it, barter it, or better it philosophy, 
actually really does work. Um, I I got a lot better at my at my narratives, and and in some ways I got a lot better at my teaching too. When I just was kind of like, eh, you know, I I'm not going to put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm going to do the best I can, but eh, I'm not going to to push. So let's start with crossing stuff out. The first rule of starting sabbatical right now is, as I said, crossing things off your to-do list. This step will be the hardest, but it's by far the most important B of the three Bs. So when we say bag it, that's what this step is. You are forgetting about it and you're just plain not going to do it, period. You're making a commitment to yourself that that thing is no longer taking up space on your calendar and it's no longer taking up mental space right in your mind. So let's, um, let's do this. I guess I want to talk for a second about psychological flexibility. A lot of us are thinking very rigidly about what we have to do and why we have to do it. And those sort of rigid uh, psychological barriers have been with us most of our lives. And so it's really hard to to outthink them or, or to push past them. But uh, I'm going to ask you to try because you're not going to be able to cross things off your to-do list if you're not a little bit flexible psychologically. So you might, for example, say to yourself, my classes should be rigorous. And maybe what that means for you and what that's always meant for you is that students need to be spending a whole lot of time on the work you assign. And Maybe that also means you spend a whole lot of time grading that work, right? So my classes need to be rigorous. And if you're thinking that it might be because you're, it might be because you think, you know, I'm not a good teacher if my classes aren't rigorous. Um, you might also have other sort of rules that you unknowingly push on onto yourself. Like, um, I will not change my syllabus. Absolutely not. You know, coronavirus or not, this is how it's going to be. Uh, you know, pandemic or not, my students will learn something of value. And when you tell yourself these things, what happens is that you're unable to cross things off your list because in your mind, it is a must. You must do it this way. So the first step to taking sabbatical now is to get past all those rigid beliefs and tell yourself it's okay to maybe spend only two hours grading this one assignment. So that means start looking at your to-do list and cross out everything that's not absolutely necessary. When you come across something that you feel like you can't cross off, ask yourself why you feel like you can't cross it off. Is it because you're not being psychologically flexible or is it because you actually need, and I mean need to do that thing, like, you know, submit your grades to your university at the, at the determined date, right? The, the grade deadline or I need to go get groceries so that my family can eat. That's a need, and that's different than, than believing you have to do something because you're stuck in this one way of thinking about your work. 
So be really, really relentless when it comes to crossing stuff off. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, and actually especially if it makes you uncomfortable, cross it off. So number two, if it's necessary for you to do the thing, right, you've gone through your to-do list, you've crossed everything out you possibly can, and then you come across things that you're like, well, yep, that's definitely a need, I gotta do that. I want you then to ask yourself, does it have to be done by you? Could somebody else do it? So let me just offer a caveat though for this. If you really, really wanna do the thing, if it sounds like fun to you or if it's inspiring to you, then you should absolutely do it. We are only talking about things that feel draining. We're only talking about things that you really don't wanna do. So you need to get groceries, barter it. Ask yourself, can your partner pick up the groceries? And if you feel bad or guilty for asking, let that shit go. Ask. If that's what you really want to do, ask. Maybe your partner would be like, yeah, that, that sounds good. I want to get out of the house, right? So just ask. Also, you know, when it comes to to grading, you know, can your TA do the grading? And, you know, maybe you're one of those professors who doesn't let your TA do enough grading, even though your TA really wants to, because your TA really wants that experience. Who knows? You might be able to give a lot of your grading away. Um, and if you don't have a TA, there's also peer grading, right? You know, your students aren't caring a whole lot about your class anyway. You might as well, you know, give them each other's papers to, to look at and, and grade, and then, then at least they can read others' perspectives on it, and then you don't have to grade. So, the bottom line, for each to-do list item you cannot cross off, ask yourself who might be able to do it, other than you. All right, so that is the barter it. Now we're gonna move on to the better it. So, you've relentlessly crossed shit off your to-do list, you've asked others to do the stuff you couldn't cross off, and now it's time to do the third B, better all the things that remain on your list. Before you begin the cat, the, the cast, before you begin the task, give yourself a treat. Okay, I'm gonna take myself for a short walk before I begin this task. Or, you know, I really, really feel like eating a Rice Krispie treat right now. Well, lucky for me, I've got marshmallows, butter, and Rice Krispies at home. I'm gonna go ahead and whip up a batch. I'm gonna eat a Rice Krispie treat, and then I'm going to, you know, embark on this journey of upgrading or doing whatever task it is you don't wanna do right at the moment. So. You're treating your senses often, taste, smell, touch, good cup of coffee, smelling the spring flowers, whatever your body is craving, you're going to want to give it whatever that is, right? Um, before you even start the task. Then, as you're engaged in the task, you give yourself even more treats. So for example, if you have to grade, find a pleasant place a comfortable chair, right? Maybe a blanket over your legs and maybe some good music. 
right? Again, you're feeding your senses even while you're engaged in the task. And then when it's all over, give yourself another treat, right? Oh, now I deserve to watch TV for a while. I just want to sit and watch TV. That's all I want to do. That's all I care about right now. I, you know, I, I, I'm tired. I'm sick of being anxious. I'm going to watch some Netflix, whatever it is, give your body, give your spirit what it needs. So bottom line, never let yourself suffer through a task, make it as enjoyable as possible. And that's what we call bettering it. So in this episode, I made the case for taking a self-imposed, uh, uh, a self-imposed sabbatical right now so that you can calm your mind and rid yourself of much of the anxiety and stress you're experiencing right now. Uh, in the Slope Professor, um, the, the authors cite David Posen in his book. Um, he has a book called, Is Work Killing You? And I, I wanted to read a little quote from from the book or from their book as they're citing David Posen. Uh, let's see. We all have a maximum capacity for productive work and sustained thinking. And once the peak is passed, we are simply putting in time, which is pointless since the work will not be of high quality. Posen's research finds that working long hours is often inefficient and that when people have too much stress, they're less productive. So let that be a lesson to all of us, right? Just forget about putting too much pressure on yourself, especially right now, especially during a pandemic. You don't have to be a stellar teacher right now. You just don't. Um, what you do have to do is show up with kindness and love for your students. And the only way to do that is to show up with kindness and love for yourself. So I'm going to save this next part for another episode, but I do want to just give you a little teaser. Taking a semi-sabbatical means making clearer and wiser and more deliberate life and career decisions down the road. As my mentor, who I love to talk about, Martha Beck, she's the one that came up with the three B's that I'm talking about today. Um, as she says, everything we want in our lives is mailed to our peace address. But if we're not there, if in other words, we're at the corner of sort of frenzy and panic, we won't get the things we dream of in our lives. Okay, so take a second there. Just digest that. If you are not in peace, you will not get the things you dream of in your life. If you are not at your peace address, you will not get those dreams that are being mailed to your peace address. You know, take a second and really digest that. So that's what we're talking about today, getting to a place of peace, right? The the making sound career and life decisions because you're already in a place of peace, that's for another episode. For now, we're just, we're just going to try to get to our peace address. And the way we make our way there is by bagging it, bartering it, and bettering it. All right, everyone. Enjoy your sabbatical. Take care. 
Thanks for joining me today on Self-Compassionate Professor. I'm Danielle Delamar, wishing you a wonderful day and much happiness, health, and peace. Take care.